Hey guys, welcome back to the zone. The zone where we have hard ones while we talk about hard one. Anybody have a drink? Yep. Yeah. I got one. Come on. No, I have water because Kenrick told me I must drink more water. Yes. And he also tell me to mind my business. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jed, you have a new phone. I saw you. Oh, yes. Congratulations on your new phone. Though. I know, right? And it's not cracked. <laughs> the time will come. Wow. So if you hear this shady voice in the background, <laughs> we have a very, 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 very special guest. Yep. He's a peanut in my butter. He is Emir. And... <laughs> okay all right so charlene is dressed so it's our final 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 episode of pride month and we really wanted to you know have fun with a bar yeah wow Mm -hmm. em i was going to say end with a bang you said lower the bar. I see Charlene is wearing her stripes. <laughs> Show me your colors. All right. I love it. Yes, I love and it. we we have our colored glasses. <laughs> love it. Yes. So And em, I've come in white and gray. <laughs> well, you are in the UK. So you know. uh, I should have worn my bow tie for this, but oh well. No. <laughs> so um I guess you've you've met everybody. So full disclosure, Kenrick and I know him. We go a little ways back. He's an amazing artist, an amazing singer, and like one of the most powerful voices I have heard in my lifetime in person. Thank you. Uh, Amen. Yeah. And um, I can't wait. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see him come to a church and just sing amazing grace and shut it down i've told you i will be there just tell me when okay great so charlene are you, you okay have to be pastor jack church in pichle <laughs> and invite me if i want to be a party daddy would love it daddy would love it i tell him you smoke pork we ain't got elders no more <laughs> With the, with the elders now, we're not even going to church. Wild. Mm-hmm. That's I, you. We I are feel, the elders now, and we are not even going to church. I don't like that <laughs> sentence. I don't like the first but part the of truth. your sentence. But it's the but truth. We are the elders we, now. We Let's not repeat it. <laughs> because, in all honesty, there is that age gap between our parents and us. Where is it? Where are the people in church? That falling in that age gap between our parents and us. Whoa. Oh, f- um, 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 Jane's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I was gonna because I almost said what they're actually doing. I don't know. <laughs> what are they doing though? They have left the church. They are just, not if I could turn back time, just starts playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I don't know where they are. I don't know. They, they but I just bounce up on them in places they shouldn't be. Exactly. Why are you in those places? Why are you in those places? I'm a performer. I go where the people ask for me. 
Okay. You've not come to the UK yet. And we've been asking for years. Hey! Wow. <laughs> you can see what kind of pod this is going to be. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I want you here. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, um, it's Pride Month. And we want to end with a bang. And we want to talk to M. So, M, do you want to tell us about yourself? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I'm now 27. Oh, really? S- still fresh saying that. It was only oh. last week. Oh, yes. Happy uh, belated yeah. birthday. And to you. Thank you. Because you're two days before me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're the 7th and the 9th. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, back home in Cardiff. Thanks okay. to the pandemic. So Cardiff is in Wales, if people don't know the UK and just go, ah, England. It's not England. Uh, <laughs> I'm better than that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get all the hate <laughs> in the comments. Like, ah. Uh, no, you get it all the time. Like out in America, they're like, oh, you're, you're from England. No, no, Wales, we have our own language. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I speak it fluently. So yes, the only one in my family. Of- you had a lot of consonants, huh? Yeah, a lot, yeah. Um, in Welsh. Teishu bi sharad gamraig, gafshu bi sharad inrabith ti eishai. Yeah. Amen. There's a lot of, like, double letters. So, like, seeing a H together is its own letter, which is a H sound. It's horrible. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. double L. Double, it's demon. Double time. L is a letter. And it's like, it's it's like wait, wait, wait. People. I want to hear. Double L means what? It's just a sound, but it sounds like you're hissing at people. So it's like parcel mouth, parcel tongue. So you just yeah, like- I guess a bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm a bit of a snake, so it makes sense. Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't say you never learned anything by tuning into the Hard Ones podcast. <laughs> yeah. Course in Welsh. Okay, if you, you're welcome. If yeah. you want the basic Welsh thing to say, mm-hmm. it's and it's to tell people to go away. It has two translations. The very literal one is just go scratch yourself, but what it really means is go yourself. Wow. Uh, I like it. Care e gravi. But it's just so much fun to say. What is it? Gravi. So care. So like C E R. Care e gravi. Care gravi. Yeah. Care gravi. Care gravi. Care gravi. I feel like there needs to be an expression it's and a hand motion. Care gravi. You're doing this like you're with the family. Okay. Care gravi. <laughs> 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 For those of you listening, Kenrick is looking like he's dangling uh, a bell while he's saying it. A very um. A participle. Wow. <laughs> that was a very intelligent joke. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, um, you yep. are from Wales. Get yes. it right, guys. Yep. He's also a singer. Thank you. You teach. I try. No, stop it. You teach, you <laughs> Listen, teach. I heard you do something uh, before we started recording and you succeed. Okay. You he succeed, succeed, what did you, you hear? Succeed. Like he, you did a little thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he understands yeah. the assignment every time. Yep. I have never listened. I'm not sure that's true. 
No, it is Banjab. No, <laughs> rolling it. in the deep. <laughs> listen, we listen. Let's just say we were seasick. So <laughs> that's it. So yeah. um one time. Tell Everyone us again. Has a like, day off. So what about the reason I invited M in yep. was because M and I share a very similar upbringing in that M is oh, yeah. oh yeah a pastor's child. Not quite pastors, but yeah, yeah I grew I mean, up in like... that. Yeah, so both my parents are chaplains, both of them, um, and they're chaplains in sport. Uh, that's what they do now. But obviously, I grew up very much in the Christian community. Grew up in a brethren background. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like what translates to world uh, culture in terms of like backgrounds or Christianity. I know you got the standard like evangelical and stuff like that. But if people don't know brethren, it's like the old school, very strict. Like we women wear a hat to church, not yeah. allowed to pray, that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, so that's what I grew up in. And then wow. we moved when I was 10 to a, not going to say evangelical church, but it was a lot more free. It was so non-denomination. It was like anyone can go there. Um, so, yeah, like it was good in that sense. Uh, but in my first church, dad was an elder. Uh, my whole family are very involved. So my granddad, uh, my nan my uncles everyone on my dad's side of the family very deeply religious um my nan so there is an organization called gideons yes we know them yeah my nan was the female president for like 12 years yay (laughs) so you're like deep like oh yeah like your dna is steeped in yeah so uh i rocked the basket um wow (laughs) like (laughs) wow how but yeah, uh, uh, it was hard and it was rough. I only came out when I was 23 um, in rehearsals for D2, actually. Um, Whoa. So, yeah, um, I don't really have that. Uh, I am connected, but I'm not. I don't really go anymore. It's not for me in that sense. But at the same time, I've got a connection of, I understand why people go, I don't knock it. It's everyone has their own belief, whether you believe in the same thing or not. To me, religion, sexuality, and politics are all the same. Everyone has their own thing. You don't have to agree with it. You just got to live with it. Yeah. And I don't think that's a hard thing at all. I really don't. Um, But yeah, so I could have come out when I was maybe 12. Um, but I kind of push those feelings away as I think anyone does. I don't think anyone is, there's no manual on how to deal with it when you start to be like, Oh, this is strange. He's attractive. She's attractive. (laughs) 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 But you get what I mean? Like even for, even for like straight kids, there's no manual on how to deal with emotion and feelings, whether you're no matter what your sexuality is. So when you're discovering that for the first time, I was just like, nah, we're going to put that in a closet and lock that away, literally. And yeah. So when I was 15, I finally had the courage to come out as bisexual first. That was my kind of way into it being like, no, I can be attracted, but I'm attracted to both. And it was very much a set of, oh, uh, 
though I do find men attractive, I'm still only going to date women because I was like, I still believe and I still very much am a church boy and all that. And it was kind of my friends that went, you don't have to stick to it. But it was my friends that made me realise, actually, there's nothing wrong at all with feeling that way. And I think if I didn't have that support, I wouldn't have realized when I was 18, uh, when I was finally able to accept, yeah, no, I'm gay. Wow. You know what I mean? So you you said, like, oh, so many things are sticking, like, sticking <laughs> to me. You said that at 12, you, find, you were like, okay, this, I'm having feelings. Did uh, you- yeah. Did you discuss it with like anybody? <laughs> no, just your friends. No, no one. Not even friends. I was just like, nah. <laughs> I was like, the Bible says this. No, goodbye. Thank you. Come wow. again later or never again. Um, wow. that's kind of how I processed it because I had grown up to believe that it was wrong, and that was really against my sort of characteristic. I knew from a young age I'm a very open person. And I do not care what sort of background you come from, who you are as an individual. I love you anyway. Like I think that's what makes the world works. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, oh, there's a song. Ah, I need to remember the right lyric. It's from a musical called Bear, and which is about two boys in like an old private catholic school who basically are figuring out they're gay and it causes issues and it's the sister who turns around says well there's not a rainbow without pink so true and i that's always kind of stuck with me because all colors regardless of the rainbow because i only have seven but like (laughs) colors races cultures sexuality political views everything that's what makes the world the world so it's kind of boring if you strip it away in my opinion true so yeah um so that really was hard i think at the age of like 12 13 when you go in i'm so accepting of other people but when it came to myself i was like <laughs> nah goodbye come again wow. and then yeah and like i was going to christian camps and stuff like that which at the time i thought were good like i've got nothing against them um some of the best people i met w- were from there um but then it kind of took to one of my best friends from my church coming out first. And I was like, oh, okay. And he came out and I was like, yeah, cool. No problem. Don't bother me. Like you are who you are. That's how did God he come made out you. to you or did he come out in general? <laughs> like as in, in general, like, he came wow. out to me, but he came out in general as well, but it caused a bit of an issue. Like some people in the church got a bit like too heavily involved. Oh. And I was just like, what's the need? So my church at this point, it was our new one. And we have two services on a Sunday morning because Mm -hmm. that's how many people go. So it's like, I'm going to say like close to 800 people in that church altogether. And obviously come and go. Um, But not everyone. You don't know everyone because it's that sort of big church. But yeah, so we had two sort of youth uh, leaders who run the different age groups. So you've got like your primary school age group from uh, like five to 10. And then you've got your like 11 years old to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the one who did the older one was just very much like, I don't care, like, uh, if you need me, I'm here, sort of thing. Like, went to his house uh, and his parents opened the door like, oh, great that you've come to support us. And he was like, no, I'm here for him, like, not to be rude sort of thing. But he was just like, I'm here to make sure he's okay because you're getting the support of everyone else in church who's making sure he's all right. Do you get what I mean? Whereas the other youth leader was like, well, because we all used to help out. If you were in the older group, you could help out with the younger ones. And she was like, yeah, you can't help out anymore. And I was just like, what does that teach people? To me, that doesn't teach anyone anything. I was like, so I was a bit like, mm, I'm definitely not making that decision anytime soon for myself. Oh. But it was him who made me go, actually, seeing how better he is, seeing how much yeah, how much better he feels about himself and all that. So I was like, yeah, I think I started to have the discussion with him. And that's, he was like, you're definitely attracted. He was like, I can't make the decision for you whether you are fully or like only like you like both. That's for you to decide, but you're definitely attracted to a point. And that's when I started to accept it. Mm -hmm. So, but that was you 15 only. Like you didn't tell anyone in your house? No, no, not at that point. Wow. Like, and I'm close with my sisters, I really am. But mm. at the time, it was still very much like we all were raised that way. But both my sisters had stopped going to church at that point. But I just never spoken about the subject with them. So I just never knew their views. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wish I did because my elder sister, the way she supports me is like, one time for the big sisters. Like. Yeah, like she's made it clear because it's it's been rocky and weird with my parents and uh, they didn't handle it well. Um, mm. So obviously when they came on ship, I was like shitting myself because I didn't know what to expect because the I last time, that. yeah. And like the night before they came in, I was in tears with my team because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like that's how scared I was. And it was fine. It was normal. I think we appreciated the time we had apart so we could just spend it together. Right. But we've never really spoken about it since. We've had the odd conversation. Me and my mum have had the odd conversation. She spoke about it with one of my friends because his parents got divorced because his dad came out as gay. And it helped a lot because he was like, I don't think Em will be like my daddy and will find happiness and be like that. And mum just kind of went, okay. Like she didn't challenge it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't jumping for joy. And I get that. I do think I've had friends who've been like, your parents should be a lot more supportive. And I'm like, they support me in everything. Unfortunately, it's just that one thing. Right. And it's the way they've been raised and all their beliefs that have now come into question because I've decided mm. to, uh, well, not decided. It's not, a, it's not a choice. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yep. Um, but I've finally decided to speak my truth about it. And yeah. So. it Because... It's your journey, but it's also <clears throat> theirs. It affects other people. It's yeah. theirs too, because a lot of... And I remember when your parents came on, I think my dad was on at this. Yeah, he was, time. wasn't he? Yeah, they overlapped. Yeah, yeah so it was pretty cool. Um, and I was kind of nervous too, but for different... But there's a, there's a certain pressure when you grow up in church and they have like... Yeah all these rules for you of what you can and can't do. And then you become an adult 
And yeah, you know, yeah. you're an adult and it's your life, but you kind of, it feels weird to do something that they did not raise you to do. Yes. And you wonder, oh, will you look at me the same way that I mm-hmm. make my own decisions? I generally thought it was going to, as soon as I told them, I generally thought it was going to be, yeah, goodbye, nice knowing you, have a good life. It wasn't, so I'm grateful for that. However, it could have been better again. Like, and this is me being picky, I guess, but it wasn't until one of my best friends kicked off because I told her, I was like, I've just told them, okay, what do they say? X, Y, Z. And she went ballistic. She was like, okay, so they've not said goodbye, but they've just given you a bunch of rules that like you have to follow by it otherwise. And I was like, oh, yeah, now that you put it like that, you've got a point. Yeah, there were rules when I came out. Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a, here's a question. Hi. Here, okay, here's a question. <laughs> um, I need to I need to say this properly. Is it isn't it though, in some respects, unfair to them? wanting them to because they've they've had this belief for longer than they've known you yes oh i totally you know? get you and i'm not it's... expecting an instant um like no one's going to change over it like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i get that but i think the point that my friend was making was it was all on their terms there was no give so like the rules i got was well i hope Mm. you're ready to live the rest of your life single and i was like okay uh that was one because it got made pointed to me that i would never experience true love because of it and this was instant reaction oh now if that was a conversation today it might be a bit different yeah uh that was instant reaction and it was just stuff like that like well rest of the family can't know uh, which i get like the entire side of my outside of mega christian and it will cause problems mm-hmm. um but i said mm. to them and i stood by this and they accepted it because they were like who knows and i was like well these people know well why do they know and i was like well if you think i'm strong enough to keep something like this to myself for all those years think again it was like no one's that strong and the ones that do do that unfortunately nine times out of ten it doesn't work in their favor <clears throat> you know Unfortunately, those are the people that are probably no longer with us because they didn't have someone to reach out to. Um, So I just made that and they were like, right, so what happens if people ask you? And it was a little lie. And I just went, look, my closest friends know I do not confirm nor deny to anyone if they ask me. I just go, that's your decision to make. And they were like, why did you do that? I was like, you raised me at the end of the day not to lie. So I won't lie about myself. True. But I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not flaunting it down the street. I mean, I struck just to the bar, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I can be, at that point, I was like, I can be proud of myself. I don't have to go down the street screaming, this is who I am. Because that's for me. I can wear it myself. Right. So I was just very much, at that point, just telling them, like, look, people know. I've got a lot of friends who probably do know, but I've just never said yes or no. Right. And I'm not going to say no because I won't lie. I'll just let them make their own assumption. A lot of people go to me, it's obvious. Well, 
like you guys have met me like yeah. i've had friends who've gone oh i didn't know and my other friends are like really <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him walk to the fridge <laughs> i was like <laughs> no you have a nice strut i will say and plus you're like six foot four so you can't miss you in a room yeah exactly yeah and i wear some fabulous shirts that so. is Look. <laughs> that, that is but true. yeah so i think i'm proud of myself no matter what so i'll walk and carry myself high mm -hmm. which i think everyone should do mm -hmm. because you are your own person so if people read it from that they read it from that that's them i am comfortable where people meet me i'm like yeah this is who i am whatever but for them, it was just very much of a, oh, it needs to be contained. And I was like, I get what you're saying. You're not ready to take on everything. But I'm not willing to lie about myself either. So they gave on that. They were like, okay, we get it. We're not going to ask you to lie. I was like, cool. I went, I'm not going to go out of my way to tell the rest of the family. I'm like, I respect you enough to go. They needed time, which is why it was perfect. I did it on my first contract. I was in rehearsals uh, for three months. Smart. It was... <sighs> It was smart, but also at the time, I didn't think about it that way. I think it mm. just was the final push to allow me. I had tried so many times beforehand and I just bottled it every time because I was so scared Damn. and didn't know what the outcome would be. And I was like, are they still going to love me? Are they going to hate me? Like, am I going to lose my relationship with them forever? I am within myself very comfortable to say if that was the case, I know I'll be okay. However, just because you know you're okay doesn't mean who doesn't want the love of their parents. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go through that, but I know that I've got the strength to push on if that was the case, but no one wants to. Yeah. Like, and I think it's sad <clears throat> that you have so much youth who think that's a possibility. Yep. Do you get what I mean? Like, yep. for that to go through your head and play on everything. So, no, I completely get what you're saying. Is it unfair to ask everything of them? Yes, because if they are set in a way and they know nothing different, it's not going to happen overnight. So you work with them. True. And I that's understand. the only way they will get better. And it's hard. Um, so like after that, I'd get messages every day off my dad. It would always be a Bible verse, um, like every morning. But and though I know where it was coming from, it became a bit too much. Hmm. If that makes sense because then it was followed up with emails like oh i found counseling for you and i was like i don't need counseling but and i and i messaged him going i totally get where you're coming from i was like but i'm not broken i was like i don't need to be fixed and wow. straight away he rang he rang me up going that's not what i meant he was like i just don't know what support i can give you right now mm. and i want to make sure that you have people you can talk to because i don't have answers or the right thing to say and i was like i get that so thank you for trying. Yeah. I was like, it came across a bit wrong, but I appreciate the effort. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. he didn't have to. He could have just been like, yeah, fall flat on your ass. Yeah, that's true. So there was effort. And West Indian parents yeah. <laughs> might not have like tried. Under my roof. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I'm working in school right now and uh, we're having issues with the parents. So the school have decided they're changing the uniform. Uh, they've gone from blue to purple. 
Purple's a nice colour. Purple is the colour of royalty. So why we got an issue with purple? Um, Yeah. So they have an issue with the colour purple because it's too feminine. Um, But also, um, the school have announced... So shirt, shorts, polo top, jumper, uh, skirts and dresses. And they have said it's not... Whereas before it was... Shorts and trousers, top for boys, skirts, top or dress for girls. They have gone, this is a uniform. Pick what you want. Doesn't matter your gender. Wow, that's very progressive. I think a lot of schools are getting to that point because when you're that age, you might not know, but you might want to experiment. And when you do, one day you might feel, yeah, I want to rock a skirt today. Hmm. And tomorrow, a week later, you could be like, yeah, I hate them. Yeah. But let the child make that decision. Like you I get people want to protect their kids, but there's only so much protection you can do. Yeah. But and if you let them explore, then thing... they've had the freedom. Okay, yeah. so this... I go into go ahead, Derek. These things these things are so weird sometimes because you have cultures where the men just wear skirt all the time. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like you just wear you just wear that all the time. And there's nothing, there's nothing significant about that. It's like you just feel to wear that, you yeah. wear that. Yeah, like, like I Scotland think Scotland have a kilt. Legs. Yeah, Josh legs would look good in a skirt, right, Josh? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> at the end, we'll find we'll find out at the end. Yeah. We Stay will. tuned for next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think one but, of the like for instance, um, the whole conversation. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a buzz. That white oak must be hit. Huh? That white oak was good, huh? It on an empty stomach, of course. It's yeah. busting. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the things that um one of the areas as it relates to the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. that has me a little like for instance <laughs> <laughs> like and, and maybe this is very I don't know there's probably a word there's a word but it's like as parents we're supposed to be guiding lights and guiding you know for our children right yeah and sometimes or i it comes off sometimes as this new generation we're more concerned with being friends for our children than we're concerned with being parents okay like making the hard decisions or putting our foot down and telling them okay no i think you should wait a little while or you know those those types of things and again it's it's trying to find a balance between the two yeah completely agree like for instance um zaya wade Dwayne and gabrielle and their daughter at at 12 to the transition the willingness to because i remember at one point in time, I went through a phase where I wanted to wear men's clothes alone. 
the baggy you rock that fubu shirts yes no like you did shirt and the big pants and because that was a look back then with it yeah. was you know with yeah. um when tlc just came on the scene Ugh. and that like that was the thing and at one point in time you felt a little more like okay so but i was 12 i was i was 13 it wasn't what i wanted to do it was just a phase you know and yeah. my parents realized that for what it was but then i got to the point where, okay the dressing change the vibe change is just and there's a part of me that wonders that if at certain ages if it's not hmm, how, like putting your foot down okay because what because though? it's like because it's like okay what if two years from now she wakes up and she decides okay this isn't what she wanted to be I you know totally what I mean? Him. Like, like the, and I'm not even talking about the, like her sexuality. I'm talking about like the possible transition to the more feminine look, the more feminine aesthetic and whatever. And you're like, my parents were supposed to have guided me. Yeah. My parents were supposed to have that balance that, yes, I understand freedom expression. This is what you want to do and whatever, whatever. But maybe it's not a long-term decision. Maybe it's just a for right now. And I hate to sound like, because we give straight children the, the for right now, and or we, we, we know that, ah, okay, it's okay. And we question it when it comes to children who say they are not straight, who identify as other. You know, so I know it's unfair, but at the same time, at what point do we have the conversation where... um. And maybe it's not parents knowing best, but at the same time, it's parents knowing best. I hope what I say is making sense. No, I get I, you. I have a question, though. Go ahead, Em. No, no, you, you go first. Okay, so my question is, like, I'm not a parent, obviously, um, but what is what is, what exactly is the fair in letting them explore and then they change their mind two years later like if they're not okay if we're talking about like going through hormone replacement and you know like doing top surgery let's say the girl has started to develop breasts and she decides she doesn't want them and you go ahead and give a top surgery i can i i would kind of side eyed because some things are kind of semi-permanent so i'd be like uh, it kind of you kind of have to wait because by definition biochemically teenagers are kind of insane <laughs> like just just by scientific scientific and psychological like oh. when you watch their hormones and their brain waves and whatever they kind of they kind of it is a really it's a, big it's decision. A weird, yeah so yeah if, if we just saying like at 12 all right i feel like i want to adopt a more feminine aesthetic is it that the parents are putting their foot down because they don't have the tools to help the child navigate that space or because they think it's harmful hmm. asking the parents in the room 
Hmm. Oh, you're asking me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because you was yeah. you were like no, you were feeling like about like putting your foot down. So I'm like, is it put your foot down for the child or is it because the parent doesn't have the tools to deal with the questions from people, help the child deal with teasing, help the child through figuring out what it is they want to do or is it they putting their foot down because they think it is wrong or harmful? Um, It's putting my foot down because... I don't think I have the capacity to deal with all of that. So it's I not even about the child. So no, it's 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 it is about the child and it's realizing my shortcomings mm-hmm. that I am not in a position because of my own whatever to say yes or no. Because at the end of the day, our parents, whatever decisions they make for us, it almost always comes from a place of love based on the information that they we have at the time which I totally get. It is, it is hardly ever with the intentions of doing worse. I think sometimes we confuse love and fear. Yeah. And when you think of the society you are in, there, there is almost always a healthy balance between love and fear because then like, for instance, from Caribbean societies in West Indian culture, you're only going to get away with that type of behavior if you come from money. Point blank, period. A sure, poor sure. person's child doesn't have that leeway to wake up one morning and say, I am going to be a girl or I am going to be a boy. Poor people, children do not have that <laughs> leeway. And it's not even, but the vernacular is not even, I am going to be. What, like, what they feel is like, I am. I, I say I yeah. all the wrong things, but no, at no, the no. same time, like poor people, children do not have that liberty. And we see it every day. Mm-hmm. We see people who come from families that can afford, they are able to remove their children from Dominica, go to some other country, move to the US, move to places where their children have better opportunities. And they, can be accepted. they can be accepted. They don't have this weight on their Stigma. shoulder. Imagine not having that leeway and knowing and loving your child but knowing that in the box that is caribbean society that child is going to have a harder life because they 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 poor they gay they this they that so our response is to create a smaller box for them i'm kind of with jade on that i totally get what you are saying and it's great because everything you are saying has come from a place of love. You want to know how we can better it for those children. And I do, I say I do get it. I don't, I've been happy in life. I've can't say I've ever struggled because of my parents have always been able to provide for me and my sisters. So I don't know that hardship, but I think it comes from not, if you're poor, I don't think money is always the reason. I think it's the openness of a family. So you might not have the money to do those things. And that might be hard and that might get to you, which I totally understand. But if you have a family space that provides safety and an openness anyway, you're already winning. Like you're you're very happy to have this discussion right here, right now. So there's an openness already there. 
if you provide that sort of space for your kids where they can come to you and discuss anything the money doesn't have to factor in they know their love they know they are safe though the society itself might go against it they know they've got support from their immediate society which is family because then society the rest of society it doesn't matter society is always changing and mm. I think that is the harder thing. As soon as you're against a society and against your family, then you're already going against it hard. But once you've already established that support system with family and at chosen family, because I think chosen family is so important, you've already established a great base to grow from and it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. But I understand where Charlene's coming from. Oh, totally, totally with understand. Fear, because nobody wants to see their... Ch- I think it's a helplessness. No. And I think in the Caribbean, we don't see many options. Our option is to go along to get along. Because, listen, people can be very harsh. It depends on what island you go to. It can be very like dangerous for you, I guess. But it's like we have to sit down and realize we tell children all the time. So you were just going to worry about what people think when we really worry about what people think. think. And we often raise them based off of what people will think about us as parents while telling them to do what I'm telling you, despite what your friend like we teach children not to give in to peer pressure. But parents give into peer pressure all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm so with that. In a in a um in a in a society like like Shalin describing in the Caribbean, how do you how do you advise parents, straight parents of of, of um newly discovered gay children? Like how do you how do you, how do you how do you when I say newly discovered as in the child discovering themselves yeah um how do you how do you advise parents in that situation in a society where it is kind of like not accepted kind of it's gotta be hard uh there's no point lying about that because the only way i can relate to is from my christian background where it is not accepted until more recently but it's through love and openness and being able to sit down and show that to your children, I think is the first step to a point. There's going to have to come a time where you go, okay, well, screw everyone else. This is my child. And you have to come to that decision yourself but I do totally understand why it's difficult to get there in the first place, because as soon as that comes in, I I don't know. I've never been to that part of a world where it is very much a society. I've been lucky that I've grown up in the UK where, okay, there are still challenges, but it's a lot more forward than others. So for me, it's just, showing and i it sounds cheesy and i know and i keep saying it but showing love and that openness because as soon as that closes down the child is only going to suffer even more it might not be 
Like we all know some people it's a phase, some people it's not. It's a discovery. It's called a discovery for a reason. But if that child doesn't have a safe place to discover, be it with friends or family, it's going to be even harder. So like for me, it was through friends. I couldn't do it with my family to figure out who I was. It had to be behind closed doors or in school with my friends where I could 100% be myself. And it didn't take me till I was 18 to finally accept the fact that, oh, actually, I am gay because for the first three years, I was like, ah, I'm only bi, that's fine. I can push the other side away. And then even at 18 at college, I was still going, I still restrictions. You know, I still had to tell people, you can't say certain things in front of my parents. I can't have that. Um, and even when I was training in London, uh, I had to warn people. And you don't want that. You want to have as much of a chance where a child can come to you even if you don't have the right answers. No one ever has the right answers. I think as soon as we admit that, we're already a step ahead. You can go, I don't know what it means or what I can do entirely, but just know that I love you and I support you no matter what. And the child already feels validated and safe. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think adding adding rejection adding rejection to confusion is yeah one two yeah okay. hear me yeah. <laughs> yes. I think I think adding rejection to confusion is 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 disaster <laughs> yeah you don't have to have all the answers who does like yeah. no parent I, it's a lot more common now but growing up I never would expect my parents at all to ever be like it's cool it's fine. I never would have expected that. And I was right. But but I don't think any child ever expects it, honestly. I still still think there's still that doubt. You don't have to jump for joy and you don't have to have... I mean, I want you to jump for joy in that sense, but you don't have to have all the answers there and then. You just need to be willing to discover, like... Who was it? There was someone I knew whose parents really didn't know what to do. And they were like, we kind of need you to leave the house for a few weeks because we don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. And this was a friend. They're fine now. Absolutely no problem. But they took, it was only two weeks. And I know it sounds bad. No, but It was two weeks for them to discover. And they were like, okay, in the two weeks, we've processed this. We've been here. Uh, we went onto this website for these sorts of charities. We've spoken to people. Um, we totally should have dealt with this better. Um, we shouldn't have asked you to leave, um, but we didn't know how to process. And then they came equipped and they still didn't have all the right answers, but they had done the downtime for research to give as much as they could. And I think that's all a child ever wants is just to know that a parent is willing to kind of help alongside. If that makes sense yeah. yeah so i'm yeah i don't know what i like if i have kids and one or all tell me that they're part of the community i again i don't have the answers i don't know how i would help them in their journey because it's not something i've been through but I would like to think that the role of a parent is to sacrifice for their children 
and a lot of parents are very comfortable like sacrificing sleep and time and whatever but like what if the sacrifice you need to make for that particular child is to sacrifice your social circle like what if it's to sacrifice your own comfort and standing because it because what you're doing is you asking the child to sacrifice who they are yeah for your comfort as a parent when they didn't ask to be born that was your decision that you made for them and then as parents we still asking them to sacrifice for us you hide who you are who you suppress your feelings so that i feel comfortable because i am the person who's supposed to guide you and i can't so you need to figure this out and make these adult decisions because i don't want to make the hard decisions that i need to make as a parent to give you what you need as my child and i know some parents don't see it like that so they'll be like oh i'm protecting you from the world but the best way to arm a child is to create a world they can run back to yeah because i'm think like so many of us is like family is everything family is everything but when you take away family from someone what do they do like I, i don't know like i'm not again like i feel funny about talking about because i am not a parent so i don't know everything that goes into it but i would like to think that the principles of parenthood is sacrifice because the child didn't, they didn't ask to be here so if if it means sacrificing your comfort for a little while so that they can become the full because kids are not us like they're their own people we just like the tunnel from which they oh, i shouldn't say tunnel but like <laughs> You should have. It was okay. <laughs> Shout out, Josh. We <laughs> like we just the vest vessel. Okay, we're just the vessel conduit through which they enter the world. They are their own person with their own soul who has to be accountable to whoever they be living at the end of their life. To ask them to not be what they were born to be because it is inconvenient for us. It's kind of weird. Um, sorry, let me just slide in really quickly, as you said. <laughs> um, so That's what um, she said. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I was listening to what you're saying, and I was just, as you said, that they brought me back to the point where you said that, um, what if a child wants to experiment, right? And um, while yes, I understand that you want the child to experiment and be themselves and whatever, whatnot. Experiment least, what though? experiment their sexuality and figuring out who they are like you, about the scenario about wearing a dress or wearing a pants you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like in terms of what shine was saying earlier and her point that she was making i understand again um what she said about um being poor and whatnot and not having that kind of a privilege i get it because i think i think that it's cool to have the child experiment but they don't have to be seeing that they're experimenting, they're trying to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be as, um, what's right what to use? Like, it doesn't have to be something that everybody sees, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that you can talk to your parents about, talk to people that you love, express that to them, 
hear their views and they'll say, well, okay, that's how you're feeling right now. Okay, cool. But you know the environment that we're living in. So just be like mindful as to how you carry yourself, whatnot, whatnot. So go around with your mindset. If you have people around just like that, just be mindful of how it is because your environment kind of dangerous. You check? Like if you're in an environment where people are going to literally pick pick up something and send behind you, you check that can literally happen. The person checking, but I'm to Mr. Noy, but I'm not there. You saying? They might try and be very agile or um why is what i'm looking for help me out you aggressive towards the person you know what i'm saying so like sure explore yourself and whatnot but like be mindful about how you're doing it i think you've answered it there yourself is you create a safe space for them but you are also letting them know the situation that they are around they yeah so you are protecting them from the get-go you were saying here you can be who you want you can explore you can do it we are here for you we love you be mindful that out in the world not everyone sees it that way and you're not telling them to not be themselves but you're saying be aware you go going to meet people who do not like you for the fact that you are wearing your freedom with pride but you've already said that so they know so to me, you've answered it already. Like you, you've done the right thing of here. Amazing. Do not worry. We are here outside. We are still here, but you will be faced with these challenges. But I'll still fight anybody who try and do you nothing. Like for real. Yeah. For real. That's. I think that's just how all kids need to know is that their home is their safe space. Yeah. Like you, life is going to be hard. Like in, you look at history, things... Hold on, Emir. Sorry. It's the easiest thing to say. <laughs> it is the easiest thing to say that home is the safe space. But. Yeah, true. It's not always. It's not always. No. It's easy to say home is a safe space. It's something different to put the intentionality in ensuring that home is a safe space. Yeah. It forces us to not. Because a lot of us, and even in this age of social media, we speak big game, but we don't practice it. And we call people hypocrites for the same thing we're not doing. Mm. You know, it's easy to say, oh, let's provide a safe space for our children. When half the time we can't even provide safe spaces for ourselves. Mm. That is a whole other conversation. But it's a lot of like, because as a parent, there are certain things I said I would never do. And I end up in the situation and my <laughs> go-to response was that same thing that I said I would never do. And I had to catch myself and I had to be like, okay, you know what? No, stop, take it back. And let's just see how we can, you have to go back and you have to deal with this differently because, because at the end of the day, that is all we know. And to do something different requires us to acknowledge that what we know may be wrong. Hmm. And it's easy to say, oh, if it's me, I will never do that. And you open your mouth, and you have a child and you open your mouth and you hear your parents coming from. You hear the parts of your parents that you, I would never do that to my child. And that is the voice that you hear and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and it's easy to say it's something completely different to practice. It's much like... Like, much like saying you love a person, much like Christianity, I'm not supposed to say I'm a Christian. You're supposed to be able to tell 
through my behaviors that I am a Christian. I'm not supposed to say, Jade, I love you. Jade is supposed to be able to say through my behaviors that I love her. You understand? But a lot of the times we say the words and we stop there and we don't follow through because the following through requires us to come out from our comfort zones. And I'm saying that as a parent, because I myself have been guilty of saying, oh, I would never do that to my child. And the situation happened and I did the exact same thing that I said I would never do to my child. To be clear, I wasn't trying to call anybody a hypocrite. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying... No, I, I just clarified for anybody listening. I wasn't <laughs> trying to call anybody a hypocrite. That's, it's not, again, it's not saying that anybody was being called a hypocrite. It's just saying the actuality is what mm. a lot of the times what we say is yeah. not what we actually do. And it's, it's easy to say it. it. It's just easy to say it. Yeah. And I totally get you. Like It's hard because obviously we also come from very different places. So my upbringing is going to be totally different to yours at the same time what you just said then like it speaks volumes because you're saying it's easier to say it and that people should know as well like our intent and our meaning and our love it's so true shouldn't have to say it people should know mm -hmm. and with you going on about like house not always a safe place which i get unfortunately for everyone it's not always but if you acknowledge and you can make it or at least provide if you know someone who's in an environment where they're not in a safe space and you can provide it <laughs> i'll edit it out it wasn't me it was not me <laughs> We're a little immature on this pod as well. We are. <laughs> this is fine. This is an open discussion, like, mm -hmm. and there are no sides here at all, which is what I'm really enjoying about this conversation. You've raised points which are really good because it's stuff that I wouldn't think about because I'm not on that side. I don't know it. But you've also said it with society, there comes a point where you have to challenge it as well. Like we have not moved history because everyone has sat on their asses going, yeah, we'll accept this. And I'm not saying you have to like right this minute, go charging out at everyone who is against your child because that doesn't always work. But there come also comes a time with what Jade was saying on the whole sacrificing where you have to go enough is enough. And that's how time has moved on. Like it's a lot more open these days in the UK because people have gone, I'm living who I want to be. And I think that's what's important. As long as you can let them live as much as possible. And I get it. You don't want them. You don't want to see your child hurt. I don't have kids. I'm 27. Like <laughs> I'm not having any soon either, but <laughs> I understand, man. It, it is. It is a hard topic because you want to care for them. You want to make sure you're they're okay and that they don't go through these hardships. At the same time, hardships are what make you and develop you. Like, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't experience some of the stuff I went through as a kid. And yeah. not all of that's related sexuality-wise. That's across-the-board stuff. But 
I've been heckled. I've across the street just for appearing to be the way I am. And I'm like, well, screw you. Like there comes a point where the child can take ownership of themselves. And you might think that they are young, but I think it comes to a point where unfortunately the parent doesn't always know best. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's easier to say because I am not a parent. I have had I've I've had parents. It makes them sound like they've disappeared. But I've, <laughs> they are downstairs. They are alive. It's fine. Um, but like, I will have a conversation with my dad. Me and my dad do not agree on politics. That is absolutely fine. I respect his opinion, but it's evident he doesn't respect mine. And it's mm. always stuff like. I'm 27 and he'll still make a comment when you're old enough to make adult decisions, let me know. And I'm just like, I'm 27. I am the youngest child in my family as well. So there's always Mm. that. It's like, you're the baby. Mm. (laughs) 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 But, but, but from the parent's standpoint, it's almost always trying to protect your child. Yes. And it's it's because protection doesn't always mean love. It doesn't Mm. always, it doesn't always, but But from our perspective, that's what we're doing. What we're doing is is from love because no matter how old you get, you're going to see your child like your baby. Yeah. You understand? No matter how, because I am, I'm about to be 36 and and my father's and my it don't crack it don't crack him you understand what i'm saying no matter (laughs) how old you get and i witnessed it with my father and his mother as well like there was nothing my grandmother would not do for her sons and they were in their 50s and they so it's it is no matter how much as as children we hate it because it's like i'm grown i am (laughs) like i I got this, but at the same time, whenever the thing that you think you got doesn't work out, the first set of people you run to, Mama. <laughs> See, I it's would disagree. Diff- it's almost always okay. I get that because I don't always run to that. Exactly. I think that, like, I had a relationship growing up where they would be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that's happened with my family. Uh, not just me being the fabulous man that I am, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to put a decent spin on it. Of but um, yeah, um, but e- every family has its trials mm-hmm. and that affects people in different ways. But because also I knew who I was from a young age and have seen the way they've reacted on other things, I started to go to the people that I knew I could go to and unfortunately it wasn't my parents now has that caused a bit of an issue yeah there are some points where I do go to them but at 18 it was something as simple as I had an argument with a friend and they wanted to get involved and I was just like no I'm fine like we've had an argument it's sorted but then they kicked off at me like you should come to us I was like but I'm also an old enough to know how to handle a situation and though the situations may backfire, if it backfires on you, you also have to deal with it on your own. I'm not saying like completely on your own. You can't run like no one can ever deal with everything 100% on their own. But it's a case of it's your situation. You can't leave it for others to clean up either. True. 
but we all but we also always want to know that if you have something to clean up we're going to be the first person you come to but that's different we that don't is just always, showing we don't always there. yes that's what i was going to say we probably don't always create that environment Okay. You know, and and sometimes we don't realize we're not creating that environment, but we always want to feel like my daughter is twelve, and I want to feel that regardless of what she knows, that if something doesn't go well, the first person she can come to is her mom. Yeah, I am thirty-five. I'm going to be thirty-six, and I know. They may have a hard time with it. They may not. They might not know what to tell me and whatever. But if I'm having a hard time and I go to my parents, they're going to sit and they're going to listen. I might have a longer time having to explain whatever it is to them, and I may not always like their reaction. But I know it is a. They want to feel like they're making a difference. Yeah. Like they want to feel like they're helping, you know, and. It's not anything they can do, but the fact that you feel comfortable enough to go and talk to them does just make them feel like, okay. And okay, that's how can also I help? coming from a space again, that they're providing. But that's again the parents asking the child to help them feel how they want to feel. It's asking I, the child, like the motivation sometimes must be explored. So I had two points listening to you guys talk. One, and I have a point after, just yeah. Okay. <laughs> One, parents are often raising children for the generation and the world that they have grown up in, not for the world that the children are going to navigate now. So when your parents were raising you, they usually use the frame of reference of what life was like when they were young, not for the life, because my parents didn't teach me about LGBTQIA. They didn't teach me about um, they didn't even explore the possibility that I could be either cisgendered, by bi- non-binary. Um, none of that was explored. None of that was an option. None of yeah. it was exactly. So a lot of us are raising kids for a generation or a world that may not exist when they are adults. We're giving them skills to navigate our world rather than trying to learn about where the world is going while still giving them principles and morals about when you do what you do, do not harm other people. And two, what was the second thing I was going to say? Um, When dealing with, we don't expect our parents to be perfect at all because we know they are not aware. Like I hear my mother singing Summer Walker, like it was a hymn today and I was traumatized. But like, she's like, like every time, like in the morning, she's like, I leave the door open. I was like, what? Why are you singing Bruno Mars, mom? Because she thinks she's young. But parents, we don't expect you guys to know everything. But there's nothing wrong with a parent telling a child, you're going through this journey. I reacted badly. Because this is what I know. I don't understand your world. But... I'm willing to try and I'm going to mess up. So nobody is asking parents to be perfect. Nobody, it's okay to tell your child, like, I'm going to screw up on this journey, but just know I have your back and I'm here to support you. And 
Sometimes I'm going to be selfish because I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to make selfish decisions. Just call me out on it. Most parents don't know how to tell their kids they don't know. (laughs) I am older. I know better. It's for your own good. When is it really? What what is... how how do you justify it being for a child's own going if the child is miserable? Does that matter? Hmm. So because you were miserable growing up and you just had to, and a lot of times this, I know what's best. Like having a parent who, that, that, that was my other point. You were saying that they see you as the baby. And like, no matter how old your child is, they will always be a child. That is learned behavior because there are families where Like, I think my dad was very good at that, where as soon as you turned a certain age, his role in your life changed. So he doesn't, he respects your decisions. He doesn't, you may not like them and you may not like his reaction to them, but he doesn't have the, I am father, hear me, or you will always be my baby. He's like, you will always be my child. I will always fight for you, but you are an adult and this is your life. So that whole, no matter how old you are, you'll always be my baby. It's kind of learned behavior because we've never seen a society or parents that respect your adulthood. So then we become parents and we do the same thing where we disrespect the adulthood of our children. And we don't know how to change our parenting style as the child change. Like, how can you parent a one-year-old the same way you parent a 12-year-old the same way you parent 25? Like, your role is changing. That's an adult. Yeah. So pay, you want children to learn and change and obey, and we as parents are yeah, unwilling think, to do the same. I think some people so so busy existing and living that those things those those things those seem to be important. Those seem to be important. But if we have that, we can move past living and existing. Yeah. You understand? Like if you are allowed to be yourself, you can discover the magnitude of who you are which can solve the whole poverty and survival mentality because you're not dealing with the psychological trauma of replicating old behavior that is not serving you. We can have those conversations and we can say those things because we are working from a different space because we are growing up in a society that allows us to be ourselves because we are growing up in in a society that you know, everybody's trying to make their mark and we're trying to be more accepting and more, it takes all sorts. So now we can have those conversations. You understand? We, going back to a couple pods back, we are unlearning generations of, and we are doing, and, and guess what? Five, 10, 15 years from now, our children are going to sit down and have podcasts saying where we screwed them up royally. Yeah, and that's why we are doing our best. At the end of the day, it's a never ending cycle. That's evolution, though. It is the best is always going to be compared to, you're going to compare your, your best to not to your current experience. I'm comparing my best to my experience, and our experience is not the same. And as long as, like, the same way we say, like, we give, you have to give your partner grace, give your friends grace, and we have to do the same thing for parents as well. Yeah. Give them grace. Because mm-hmm. we're expecting 40 and 50 and 60-year-olds to just 
get with the times. Yeah, but how do you tell a child that though? How does a child know they have to give their parents grace? Oh yes, okay, Josh had a point. Yeah, my point can come in right there. All right, cool. So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so biggest word that I can take away from listening to all you is respect. Now, in my opinion, right, I believe that if parents have a child that is um, gay or bisexual, whatever the case may be, and the parents are Christian parents, I and that's their belief. Their belief is that um, unpopular opinion is what I'm going to be saying, by the way. Um, their belief teaches them that, hey, that is unacceptable. I don't think that um, as parents, because your child is gay or because your child is bi, whatever the case may be, that they have to alter and be like, oh, okay. Again, I think what is important is respect. I respect that that is how you are. I don't accept it, but that is how you are. And I don't think, and it goes back again to being the same thing if the, the movement is like, everybody wants to be respected for who they are and your belief. You don't have to impose your belief on me and I don't have to impose mine on you. It's respect, no matter how diverse it is, if that's your view on it, cool, I respect it. And I'm not telling you because of your view, but my view on my belief, my religious beliefs is that, and that's that. You know? Can I question you a little bit, Josh? Sure. What if the child points out to you things that you are doing that are in the Bible that are not to do, that are your belief and you still do them? Okay. What's so, your response there? Okay. So we have different religions, right? And each religion have their own set of beliefs, have their own systematic way of doing things. Even in Christianity, even in one particular set of religion, um, let's just say Pentecostal or Catholic, for example, even those persons have their interpretations of the Bible and how they go about doing that. Again, the Bible itself tell you, if your brother eating meat and you doesn't eat meat, you can't judge him. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, even if, yes, while your child points that out to you, cool, okay, fine, but that's still their choice at the end of the day. It doesn't change the fact that um, because I don't follow certain things in the Bible and I choose to follow other things, doesn't mean that I should have to change that to believe and to support. No, no, no. Not to change and believe, but if your premise mm -hmm. is I will treat you this way or I will judge you and not accept you because you are not doing one thing in mm -hmm. the Bible I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. Does the child now have a the right to say, well, then I reject your teaching because you say you believe this mm -hmm. and you've taught me about this my whole life mm -hmm. and the religion you, you raise me in says, don't do this and you do it. I don't think that um, I am judging the child like i said it goes back to respect i respect you and your decision i am not judging the person child or my child, <laughs> <laughs> my child. it's just like is the respect in the situation i respect that that is how you are even like with me personally i have my own personal views on it you know on the whole movement i just respect everybody if that is how you be but i respect that i'll deal if you talk to you treat you with respect because you are an individual but that does not mean that I will say full on, yes, I support you for what you're doing. I respect it, however. Doesn't mean that I support you. I get that, because that is my parents. Right. I've not had a, yes, we're happy. I've not had that. Three years down the line, I've still not had that. 
And do you need that? When I tell no. Okay. Well, it's hard to a point, yes, because every child wants that. Mm -hmm. They want to know that they are fully accepted. I know I'm loved. But I know I'm not fully accepted, that's, and that is a difference. And that is something that you would have to accept because you're choosing to go against their beliefs, and you cannot expect them to change it because. Of but how? how uh, I didn't choose. I didn't choose to go against their beliefs, though. I didn't choose that. It's just who I right, am. Exactly. And I was raised that way, and I respect their beliefs. I grew up with it, so I know it tenfold. Right. Yeah. Like. I know scripture like the back of my hand. So when we had that conversation, they were like, well, the Bible says this. And I actually was able to go, ah, but it also says this. Okay. So it works both ways. I can respect them and accept them fully right. and go, okay, I know it's not something that you are completely with because of your beliefs. I can accept that, but you can't accept me fully. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, and that's, I think my sticking point in that, we have all these rules. We said, this is the one I cannot accept. But we do have friends who are committing adultery. And we would meet them with their side chick and we'd buy a bear and we wouldn't, we'd, we wouldn't treat them any different. But yep. our own child who is engaging or they, we think goes against what we believe, we have a different standard for that one. So it, it, it borderlines on, it's not a belief, it's a bias. So it's hard to it's hard to say that it is a yeah. belief when you treat it like when you act like it's a bias. Okay. I think even if it is a bias, even if even with bias, even with views, even with opinions, even with facts, no matter what it is that I say is my truth, right? No matter what it is that I say, even if it's even if it is a bias, it is still me as an individual and where I stand on it. And it is on everybody else in the world to respect my bias, my truth, my opinion, whatever the case may be. And that transcends even to parents. Yes. Does it? But then in that, why does my bias have to change to suit others? Hence why I said respect. Your bias doesn't have to change as long as I- But respect and, respect and acceptance bias. are different. <laughs> I respect like, it's you don't for respect you don't have to have the same opinion you don't have to have the same values you can just go okay i respect you enough to go we have different opinions let's move mm -hmm. on that's not acceptance nope. that is just being that's two tolerance. adults going yeah and there is that in re uh, respect but acceptance is when you can go right okay i still don't agree with everything but you do not change who you are to me in any way shape or and form. your life That's shouldn't exactly. have to bend to suit me because bias by its nature is devoid of respect that's that bias there's no respect in bias bias is i, I don't like what you're doing you can't bring that around me you have to alter your behavior to not offend me because of my bias respect is i don't agree with you but you can be who you are and who you are is not going to bother me at the end of the day. Your behavior doesn't have to change for me to treat you like you're worthy. You don't have to hide parts of yourself for me. That's respect. But aren't I hiding parts of myself if I ask? What does your belief... Okay, what is if, your... Okay, wait a In the event, let's say, for example, we're talking about Christian parents and mm -hmm. their gay son or daughter, right? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> if... if, if the son has 
his opinions or the daughter has their opinions right and she says he or she says um i want to get married to another guy or another girl right mm-hmm. now the parents have their beliefs and they're like well based on my beliefs that is against what i support i cannot go to your wedding or i choose not to go to your wedding or whatever right if in the event that they decide um i'm going to go to their wedding the parents then they're putting down their beliefs they're putting down who they are as persons to go to your wedding you know what i'm saying just as oh. much as um somebody saying hey because you're gay i don't want you giving me this inform this side of you because that is who i am as a person which i said again it goes back to respect all again because in respect you're not expecting hmm. for someone to drop hmm. their standards as to who they are because <laughs> yes. of but me you being gay and you having a relationship does not affect your belief your yeah with your behavior it has nothing to do with other people you cannot you cannot um what they call you cannot litigate morality it should not it's not a law you believe this is wrong so then mm. you don't do it that's it that's where your belief stops you understand but in in I guess how does one belief violate another i guess it's a matter of personal space too that's no, right, but know, where, how does that exist with parenthood though i know but yeah that's, that's but, but like josh made the point of um i don't agree with that so i don't want to see that side of you but i'm not asking my parents to not show their christian side to me mm-hmm decide that so it works both ways like it works both like i love them i would not change them for the world like they are chaplains they work in sports so they support people they go in and uh, so that might be taking sport players to church that might be helping them find church or just having like it's kind of pastoral care it's not quite counselor but just someone else to talk to but from a religious standpoint and there is so much respect for them and i Honestly, I can't be prouder of them. But the one thing that gets me is they will come see a show that I'm in. Great. But if it has a certain theme, they cannot change to come and try and see me in it. Whereas me, it is expected of me. You have to I don't die to church anymore. I, I don't like being in church because of so many different reasons. And when they were like, oh, when I came out to them and like, oh, is that why you don't want to come to church? That is not the reason. I re- can't stand the fact that people go oh you're gay that's why you don't like church no it's other reasons why i don't and it's much more personal but i still have to go when they want or need me and i have to put my stuff aside for mm. it but they can't you do the same to put your stuff aside that's, parents do but act I do. like you do but that's what and i've like, been asked to thing, do but here's the thing and again <laughs> because you have to die so they can live. No, no, That's no. Just because how well, die. yes, yes, and no, because in the establishing of boundaries, if you're establishing of like healthy enough boundaries, you're not going to feel bad if because that is their boundary, and your boundary is okay. Well, you don't like this about me. I'm not going to show up because this is who I am, and if you cannot accept me in my totality, then I'm not even going to give you parts. But it's the willingness to give them parts because because it's always a if you can give me that part of you maybe I can convince you to give you that other part of me. But it's why a, is the onus on the child? No, no, 
Yeah, why, why do I have to convince? But, but it's, it's like, as the child, I can see you taking it from like, oh, I have to give that. But it's, uh, it goes both ways. As children, we don't always push back on our parents to the point where we make them feel that, you know what, I'm not going to do this and you're going to have to pick me anyway. Which I get, we don't always. I very much do. Parents can be very emotionally manipulative. Children can be emotionally manipulative as well. I'm talking from both. Anyone can be. I'm talking from both spaces. The child. Anyone can be. You understand? Human beings can be. Who who holds the power though? But but in this situation, I don't. I can't be because I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I can't use that against them anyway because it's not a conversation. It's just expected of me. So what if you just decide to just not talk to them? Because if giving that part to them, if not talking about to them is so much and you find like they cannot respect it, why not just remove yourself from the situation? And I'm not just talking, and I'm not, I'm hoping this doesn't come across as just like one-on-one personal, like, but just generally, because we remove ourselves from friendships when it's not fitting us people didn't raise you we remove ourselves from we remove ourselves from relationships when it's not fitting us you understand Mm. like like because we just say it's so easy to cut off i love you but i can cut you off (laughs) (laughs) what if your parents said that to you boy next parents but but here's the thing (laughs) parents number two at the end of the day (laughs) one like truth and consequence if you're going to if if I, I need you to respect my boundaries, and if this is my boundaries, as much as it might hurt me not speaking to you, but I need you to respect me, mm-hmm. and the consequence yeah, of you I'm not with. respecting me is not, mm. you just don't have access to me. Yeah. And I think yeah. we, we, we don't like to take that line with our parents. It doesn't mean that we cannot. Do True. we think Jesus would act the way we act in, though? Why is uh, it? If we're using the faith, the faith. I was just. No, I still stuck yeah, on but George. If we're saying, no, but if we're saying, wait, if we're saying, like my boundary, and I need you to respect my boundary, and I can cut off my no, friend because my friend doesn't respect my boundary, and I can cut off this romantic interest because you don't respect the cutting off and the my boundary. It's a boundary. It's a boundary, regardless if it's, it's your boundary. You determine what is important to you, and if you figure you cannot cut off your parents for that. That is your decision as well. So you know what I mean? Because if okay. because if going around your parents makes you uncomfortable, at some point in time, you have to pick yourself over your parents. Mm-hmm. As as hard as because your so, parents uh, aren't picking, like your parents not picking you. It goes both ways because the same thing we want our parents to give us, we need to be able to give ourselves. True. If I don't feel as my parents, you're making the at no but, matter what age, as especially as an adult. I don't adult, think yes. you're making is in line with who I'm trying to be. Like we don't like having those conversations, but as hard as it may be, if it's not in your best interest, then if you have to cut off your parent, then you have to cut off your parent. But that also means I, cutting off your community. It means cutting off your being lonely on your holidays. Yes, but if I'm going to be with you and feel lonely and feel all those things, it's best I'm not with you, period. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to give, if being around you means giving up so much of myself, why do I want to be around you? Mm-hmm. I love you. Then, I can love you and not want to be around. That's where that's that's where the difficulty is. 
because everybody wants to have a place where they can go back no yes, matter what happened to them they want that. Yeah. a place where it's not conducive to be your best self it's a lot of like removing any parental responsibility imagine going to a family reunion and yes you want to be around your family but you leave that feeling worse than you came yeah. what is the point of constantly going yeah they're going to invite you but you are the one who has to say i'm not going to come mm. and you hope which i get but it to me that just totally negates the f- part of respect yeah, it does. if you've got to walk away from that then that's already thrown respect, no respect and um and uh, acceptance out the window I think we don't want to admit I get what you're that saying. we buy I've it. had to remove. That's the thing. Yeah, I've, I've had to remove. All of us walk, walk around with our own bias. We're not going to... But we don't want to admit it. We like to give it little names. Yes, at, at yeah. all levels. All of us work with our, with our own bias. And we want people to see... Like, we do that. We walk around with our own bias. And we feel some type of way. And somebody else walk around with, our, with their own bias. Which is opposite And to the same way we want that person to give us space. But bias is a personal thing. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a messy cycle. And it's like... It's like, okay, for instance, it's a slippery slope. Because when you tell a person they cannot feel how they feel. Or they cannot express whatever then it forces so why can't i say this why can't i feel this why can't i do this but you can what makes you can your voice more valid than no like jed just like generally no like i hope what i say but maybe isn't maybe it isn't i just challenge no i just challenge it's always sometimes one-sided that if you don't like something you are free to not like it but why does your not liking equal somebody being uncomfortable in their existence why do you feel the need to tell the person you don't like it why do you feel why can't you just sit with your bias without affecting the waves around you i I was going to ask i was going to ask affect me yeah because i was going to ask what is the difference between the because i think it's a big difference what is the difference between a religious bias and a sexual bias okay that's what i want to ask okay sometimes we marry the two and we use the religion to cover out the other one and that's what i'm seeing because a lot of the ways we use in religion to say to use to represent our bias jesus himself would not act the way we're acting Jesus himself would not tell somebody, if you this, don't come around me, because that is not the totality of who the person is. But then it goes this, back to something I've always said. We ascribe, we try to make God human-like as opposed to us trying to be more God-like. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like, you're only going to know is your bias if somebody pushes back. Because people walk around as racists for years, never knowing that they are racist until they get into a situation that you understand. So imagine what you've been walking around as your belief. I correct for 50 years. So how now is about You understand (laughs) what I'm saying? And this is what is happening. And like generally across the board, these are beliefs that we have held to ourselves as true and deniable rights for so long. 
and this person is coming and say well that that thing you are talking about Question is because yes what happens now because this has been my truth but i've only seen it as a bias because you are presenting me with a different information a different way of viewing things but it's you know what it does parents are supposed to give children unconditional regard um unconditional worth that's but not i wouldn't even like say unconditional like, unconditional love still comes with our own bias there should not but that's what parenthood is that's why parenthood is not something that we can enter lightly because if you're not a whole person if you don't understand the magnitude of your responsibility for their soul their spirit their mind and their emotions then you are not doing your job thank you very much going like let's i think no what you i didn't hear what you say josh yeah i can repeat i I try to be as realistic as i can right um you think about two parents coming together they have a child they have there is a general like you said bias there's a general framework in their mind as to and again probably it's it's not supposed to be that way but that's how it is when the child is born you have a you have a certain mind there's a path in your brain that tells you this is how this is supposed to go and then when you see the child go against that you're like whoa but then yeah, before you become a parent you grew up this child for wait, wait, wait. 10 go ahead Jared, before mm-hmm. you become a parent uh-huh. okay so here's my thing again what josh is saying is we conform into that same we just repeating what the generations before us has done you want a child things happen you have an idea of what the child should be and that's how the child should be no, there is not a popular thought that your child is a whole person with their own path that has nothing to do with you. And your job is, is just to guide them to be their own person and discover who they were meant to be without being so biased, which is why being a parent is not something you can be in your fullness of the job without considering am i equipped to not transfer my own desires onto another human being because when it is done to us as adults we kick back and we can because we have and that parents, authority but children don't have parents just be a black slate that's what i'm trying to say because like irrespective of all of that while i understand 100% what you're saying, at the end of the day, there will always be religion. There will always be views. There will always be opinions. And in that, like you said, the child comes out their own person, which I don't judge. You know what I'm saying? You come out as whoever you are, fine. But at the end of the day, I still have my belief. So if to support what you're saying, that means that my belief now has to change because I try to support my child. Do your beliefs come ahead of your duties as a parent? That is the big question. And that is a question that every individual parent has to answer for themselves. You know what I'm saying? How many of us even have those questions also, before we come parents? I do. How many Which of us? I'm in therapy. How, how many of us? How many of <laughs> I don't want to do that to my child. Wrong feeling that we are not whole versions of ourselves to begin with. Me. Okay, and who else? Who else is raising up their How many of us walking around feeling like we're not whole versions of ourselves to begin with? Everyone. Yeah, me too. Hey, look, is it Gavin raises his hand? <laughs> <laughs> Our actions. Okay, you know what? 
we become parents and all those thoughts are not given because there is no blueprint. There is no, this is the right way. This is the, like you learning on the job. Parenthood is one of those jobs you learn in as you're going along. Okay. And you're mindful of not doing the things your parents did. But in the absence of the things your parents did, what are the things that you should do? Um, it's easy to say, like, like it. But why can't it just be a conversation? Exactly. Because it's, it's a conversation with like, who and at a conversation with who and at what age do you have that conversation? From the time they're small, you start. Well, whenever, what do you need from me? Whenever they they voice it. That means they're ready when they voice it. But but again, remember these children because these little people don't know. <laughs> you like would be you surprised have to provide because because at some point in time, like for me to say this doesn't work for me, I have to have something that is almost like no, this is it, and this doesn't work for me. No, and this is what is happening that I've realized. And it's not just because I went to school for these things. Adults do not understand the mind of kids. We forget what we thought when we were children. We ascribe adult, like we have, we use our adult framework and we put it onto a child. But the way the child interprets and, and thinks about a world is very different from how we think. And That's the world that they're thinking through and their thought processes are different from what ours were as a child. So that's why conversations need to happen. Because when we hold ourselves as the supreme know-it-all, without stooping down and bending down to see the world through the child's eyes, we have no frame of reference how to help them. We're helping them based on our, frame, our, our framework. So if I can stoop down and be like, what do you need from mommy right now? What are you feeling? They might, it's your job to translate the world through their framework. And children know a lot more than they can communicate. So to Josh's point, uh -huh. if you as an adult, as the parent who has more life experience, mm -hmm. are unable to stuff your emotions down and act in a way that goes against how you're feeling, how do you have the right to have tell your child, listen, you're saying the read. Uh, okay. So somebody being openly gay around you offends right. you to the point where you tell them, I cannot exist in a space that where you are, but that's what you're saying. Don't bring it around me. No, 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 no. That is why I went back to what I was saying in the beginning about respect again. If I am a parent and my child is gay, I respect that you are gay. You can be around me. We can talk, whatever, cool, sure, fine, no problem. Again, you have your belief and I have mine. The only way, the only way you can be your true self and I can be my true self is if we are both enemies. Because there is no way, if we have conflicting, if you understand what I'm saying, we have conflicting beliefs, right? Let's just say, we're just saying red, like hot oil and water doesn't mix. Okay, right? so them only being gay are, around you. The only, way, <laughs> the only way those things can work is if when you put the hot oil in the water, you can have an eruption. The only way for that to work is when the oil cool, you can put water in it natural and nothing will happen. You know what I'm saying? On both sides, you have to be willing to be like, okay, I'm a... So where does the sacrifice down. in parenthood come? It comes both ways because parent as well as child has to shut down some part of themselves because we're trying to respect each other. That is... That, is, that was my point. Is. 
we have to respect that was my point i have done that from day one but my parents haven't done the same right so then in your situation right that is where you have to start to address your parents and not because I, I was listening to you and you are do you going outside of yourself for the sake of your parents yeah they should be able to do the same thing for you and if they cannot do that then don't do it for them and there is nothing wrong with that that's what i'm saying Would you do that as a parent josh i am not a parent so i can't answer that question i think the issue from eddie was the way you phrase something made it sound as if you were saying, well, you can just shut that off for the sake of oh. That's what we got. Now your point, okay. yeah, that, this is what you were sounding like. The parents are going, I don't like that side of you. I don't want to see it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But now that you've said that, that makes a yeah, lot yeah, more that's sense. Awesome. Because like the wrong. child's supposed to shut down, but you as a parent, you cannot. Yeah. Right. I think that's where me and Jay street. You know what I'm saying? Respect is something that comes with. Definitely. But let's not put respect, let's, let's not mix respect and bias. Relationships are give and take, no matter what sort of relationship it is. Yeah. Even bias. So there's always going to be that. Man, this is a hard conversation. And there's so much more to unpack, but not enough time. So guess what? On Saturday, we're going to give you another episode. Yeah, just like last week, two episodes this week. And we're going to wrap up Pride Month with, is it belief or bias? We'll see you again on Saturday. Bye.